I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to the most haunted city on If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to like, comment, or subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to go ahead and give us a five-star rating so that we can continue bringing you great content. Stay spooky, y'all. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Most Haunted City on Earth. My name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And today we are joined by Noah from Real Hauntings. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I was in town this weekend and reached out to Madison, who had been a guest on my podcast, Real Hauntings Podcast. Also, you can find it as Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories. We did that for the SEO three years Absolutely. ago. Got to know your numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I love Savannah, obviously. I have lived in Atlanta for... Gosh, almost 14 years now, maybe wow. even a little longer, and had never been to Savannah until I moved to Atlanta. And then once we started the podcast about three or so years ago, um, of course, just kept hearing about Savannah, most haunted Absolutely. place in the country, most haunted place in the world, and met Madison through the podcast. Once we kind of expanded during COVID, we started using Zoom more, and we're able to bring people on from like well, really everywhere, but especially in places like Savannah. And yeah, so happy to be here. We love having people on to share their real ghost stories. And hopefully mm-hmm. I can do some of that for you guys. Today. Absolutely. And before we get into that, uh, I do want to say, if you're watching on YouTube, please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, do all the things, press all the buttons. Um, that helps us Get our podcast out even more, share the word, the good news of uh, the ghostly podcast world. <laughs> but, and if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined. Um, also, Connect Savannah voting for Best Local Podcast. We were nominated um, and voting is now closed. So thank you guys so much uh, for voting. And they will be announcing the winners of that on May 10th, I believe. So we'll let you know if that worked out for us in our favor. But um, let's go ahead and dive right on in. So, Noah, um, y'all kind of do a different take on your ghost uh, podcast. You kind of take a little bit more of a comedy sort of perspective, which is really interesting. Yeah. So the way ours came together, I was uh, at a theater where we did improv up until... Gosh, I think maybe six months ago, I stopped doing live comedy. I've got a three-year-old, so all the live comedy oh. takes place at my yeah. house now. <laughs> uh, but I, there were two people, Kat and JJ, that I loved performing with, but I felt like I wasn't getting enough time making content with them. And I had this idea of doing a podcast. I have been really into podcasts for a long time and love long-form interviews and that kind of stuff. So reached out to them and was like, Okay, I knew JJ was skeptic about everything. Right. Kat's a really fun person, and I was about to say spirit, but I don't <laughs> that goes over in our world. But uh, but yeah, so I, I was like, guys, let's let's do this. Let's start a podcast where we interview people about their 
real hauntings. They're real life ghost stories. And they were both game, right? Right from the take. And kind of our niche in this niched field was that we're at that time, we were all skeptics, but on very different scales, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had had some experiences. Uh, Kat had had some experiences. JJ doesn't even know what it's like to be driving his car and feel, oops, sorry, <laughs> my, okay. and feel somebody staring at him from the car over. He's like, I don't believe that's a thing. And I was like, JJ, it happens to people all the time. It's <laughs> right. like, he's like, nope, deja vu isn't real. None of it's real. And it's like, okay. So that's where we started. And, you know, we've been doing it for a couple years now. And we all have significantly risen, spoiler alert, if you're just going to start with podcast. <laughs> right. But we've significantly re- rose on our, what we call the believo meter of zero, meaning you don't believe in ghosts, 10, you absolutely do. And you can't help it because you have all these people on tell their endearing ghost stories. A lot of them are really scary, which is why I think the three of us having a comedy background helps give it some levity where it surprised me the amount of people that are like, oh, gosh, I can't listen to some episodes because they're too scary. I, I just like feeling alive yeah. and like always chasing the dragon of being on stage and creating. So being scared is like another one of those kind of fun emotions. Um, but, but, yeah, there are a lot of people who really we found out need that little bit of comedy, need those dad jokes, need Cat making fun of me for making dad jokes, sure. you know, those kind of things. But, yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of uh, where we – where we got started. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I totally get what you mean, where some people need like a little bit of comedy there. That's kind of what JT provides, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, because <laughs> JT uh, kind of got thrown into the fire of ghost stuff uh, by marrying me. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> he's like, okay, I can provide some comedic relief, you know, to Chris and I's, you know, being like, well, you could have an entity attached to you and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but I love the, the concept of skeptics, you know, talking about paranormal experiences Mm -hmm. because it is a really different perspective than us who automatically are like, I'm going to assume that you had this experience and I'm going to believe you because it's better to just, you know, believe somebody in their stories. Uh, but skeptics are so staunch sometimes, you know? Well, and I was going to say, I think it's really cool that you... Yet you move the gauge at all because some people identify themselves as skeptics and do not allow themselves right. any room for growth because it's a brand. You know, being a skeptic is, is a brand that, that you would feel strange to step away from in any, you know, in even the smallest amount because that's what you're selling. You're selling you know, the skeptic's view. Uh, but you're right. You can't listen to story after story from people who are sincere and who are terrified or who have these instances and just assume, well, this is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for us, when we first started, we were doing everything really local. It was mm-hmm. all very local to Atlanta. Being in the theater community, as you guys know, it was a wealth of people who had experienced supernatural um, things or experiences. And so you're, we literally started with bringing our friends on, and sure. you're like, I really know this person. I, I know they're not here for clout or glamour. They're just sharing their story, especially then. We were getting like 50 downloads a week. You know, It right. wasn't where it is now. And so you just go, well, hmm, I know they're telling the truth about their experience. I believe them about everything else they tell me. So maybe this is real. And it just builds and builds and builds. Right. So what's one of the craziest paranormal stories that you've ever heard? 
Yeah, so there's a couple on our podcast, but there's one in specific, or there's one specifically, I should say, that if there was a an award for podcasters, like if we got potties or something, I don't <laughs> right. know what they would call it. Um, this is the one I would submit for our podcast. We had a guest on, and I think the episode title is something like, um, it, it was something about the ghost trying to get her kid to believe that it was her. I, I would have to look specifically. I can give it to you guys if you want to tag it in the uh, comments. But basically, it was a very emotional episode. It dealt with um, physical abuse in a relationship. It dealt with having a young child witnessing some of this stuff. And it dealt with the supernatural kind of saving her and her kid. And another entity trying to get her kid to, like, go out into the woods. Oh. And oh. go out into traffic and, and, and arrive itself at a point where it was looking like her. It was a doppelganger, mm. essentially. An evil mm. doppelganger. Almost like That's it was the key like, word. Doppelganger. Mm. Right. Uh, and, it, and it almost looked like it was from, like, The Ring or something. Oh, wow. So oh, just to make a, a long story short, she was in this bad relationship. They moved into this place um, in Atlanta and started having supernatural stuff happening. And the kids started being like, just talking in the room. And the mom would walk by and be like, who are you talking to? And there was this this ghost that was an older gentleman. And he kept, I, I don't remember the ghost's name, but it was like, oh, I, I'm seeing Matt. I'm seeing Matt. She kept hearing, she's like, okay, okay. Until one day, she actually saw a oh. spirit. And she was like, hmm, okay, there's something more going on here. And then the, she heard the child talking to her. But she wasn't in the room. And there was, it was, you know, it was very negative stuff. And, and that kept going on and on. And then they were hearing noises from the home. They actually left the home. And as soon as they walked out of the door, the door locked. Oof. And they couldn't get back in. And then the neighbors would hear somebody screaming inside the home when they weren't there. So it's just a lot of, like, you guys know hearing stories, a lot of cues. A lot right. Of buzzers oh, yeah. going off, right? And, and the coolest thing, and I'm not going to spoil it because it is one of those endings of a story that is truly gratifying, but basically the, the Matt character used to be a shop owner where uh, a mechanic shop. And so it was like this just very warm guy and he helped the child one, retrieve keys that were too high up for the child to get to. The mother had been kind of knocked down unconscious. And um, so the child was able to retrieve the keys, retrieve the phone, and call 911 all at the instructions of the spirit. Wow. And something happens at the end that lets us all know that this spirit was real. It's something that if these people are telling the truth, it's undeniable. And you know what? I'm just going to spoil it because yeah, sure. what am I here for? I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. <laughs> they, they were at, so all this stuff takes place. They move, they get out of the bad relationship. They get in a safe place, right? So they go to this diner um, in a rural part of Georgia outside of the city. And the kid is like, they're sitting there eating and there's like truck stuff everywhere, car stuff. I can just imagine taking my three-year-old. He would love this, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid looks over, and he's like, oh, hey, Mom, there's Matt. Now, she's thinking, like, oh, the spirit's here with us. My kid's seeing the spirit. And she's like, oh, okay. He's like, no, look, there he is. 
and they look up and it's like Matt's Automotives. Oh wow! And there's the guy. Oh. Right there, and so she immediately is like, um, "Waitress, uh, <laughs> who is that? Where is that? How can I get there?" And she's like, "Oh, that doesn't even exist anymore. You know, that place was torn down, and this is like one of the last artifacts of that place." And so they go home, and she literally sees the spirit leaving her son's room one last time, and him just kind of like, "Oh wow!" Her a little wow. nod. And, and you that's know, cinematic it is. Is what that is I know and I told her I was like you got to write a book you right. got to write a screenplay you got to do something absolutely right? so that to me that's our best episode just as somebody who loves being a storyteller interviewing people I mean it 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 was perfect it yeah, is so that was a great one that is such a cool story I mean I love those types of stories. They're very rare, yes. you know, when um, spirits interact in that way. Um, because typically spirits are very um, about kind of what their, you know, needs are. Because obviously, you know, humans are very just self-oriented sure. in general. And when you're in the afterlife and you only have so much energy to expend, it's... You know, it's natural for them to be like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. Uh, it's so rare to see spirits that are like, I'm going to help somebody while I'm here, you know. Um, yeah, we had people writing in saying they were moved to tears listening to that episode. Oh, that's a beautiful story. And, and it was one of those things. And, and another thing we hear a lot, which wasn't necessarily the purpose of the podcast, but it's kind of turned into that, is that people feel like it's a safe space yes. mm -hmm. to come share their stories because – they have sat at home for so long, keeping all this built up with nobody to relate to. And then they find, you know, like a podcast like yours or ours, and they're like, oh, gosh, this is me, you know, mm -hmm. and then they get to come have their moment, which I love that part of it. You know, when you can really see the relief come through somebody as they go from having kind of a shaky voice at the beginning right. of the podcast, and then they really get into their own sharing their story. Absolutely. Well, and we've talked about that before, too, where, you know, um, a lot of our listeners kind of have the same sentiment because we do live in a world where if you believe in the paranormal or you share your paranormal experiences, there's a million people out there to dis trying to discredit you yeah. or, you know, trying to beat you down for having that experience, even though really like to the person, it's very real, you know? Absolutely. And so it, it is important to create those types of spaces where people can discuss them, especially for people who have very intense paranormal experiences. Uh, Cause I'm sure like the, the woman you were talking about, that's like a story that would freak a lot of people out yes. to disclose on into public, you know? So. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, we've had, so this is one of the more unusual things that has happened on the podcast that has affected us directly. We had Amanda on. She's, well, gosh, at the time she was 19. She's probably 21 now. But she came on, and she's one of these people that sees spirits everywhere. Like, she will open the door for a spirit thinking it's a person. They walk through, and people are like, what are you doing? She's right. like, oh, sorry. Um, and she shared a bunch of interesting stories about how that affected her growing up, how they, her mother took holy water from the church thinking that, you know, she could exercise oh, no. this, this demon presence in her life and things like that. Fascinating story, really interesting person. But at the end of it, um, Kat, who is one of the co-hosts of the podcast, she was like, well, do you, have you seen anything as we've been talking? 
And so she's like, yeah, there's been this older lady behind you. She's smoking a cigarette. She's in like a um, uh, bathrobe. And she kept describing it. And Kat was like, that sounds like my grandmother. It's really weird. And then from that point to, I don't know, maybe even like four or five months after that, periodically there would be this ghost lady voice that would bleed through into the podcast and we didn't notice it at first it was fans being like hey check minute so and so and so and so and I edit it which I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't (laughs) pick up on it right away but when I went back the first time I heard it it freaked me out so much that I threw the headphones off my head and it's like a it's like a, you know, like one of like a parcel tongue. Kind right. Of shit. <laughs> and it's really freaky. And um, it, it, there were like three or four really pronounced times. And then after that, I stopped pulling it and, and bringing attention to it because I didn't want it to seem like, oh, this is the focal point of our podcast. We're the podcast that has the ghost lady. You right. know? So I was like, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. But for that period, it was really strange. We had JJ's brother on who's even a bigger skeptic than he is and he will let you know it kind of right. Right. Sure, know, of course. individual. And he was making fun of us about that. And literally you go to that episode and you can start hearing that, that lady like try to talk through, but the most interesting one, because we were like, maybe it's like a zoom interference thing going on or whatever, but Kat and JJ heard it out loud in their oh. home. Uh, we were recording. This lady was telling us about her haunted, cabinet or something I don't remember exactly and I'm interviewing her and like I've always got like one eye down on Kat and JJ one on the guest (laughs) trying to keep everything uh organized and I see Kat and JJ just start turning and looking at each other and they're like you know just like moving their mouths and and I'm like what are they doing this is so distracting and then I'm finally like hey guys are you okay and they're like we heard it we heard it right here the noise out loud and I was like okay this is weird and in recording, like, as soon as we were done that episode, I went back and listened to it. You could hear it clear as day. Mm. Wow. Um, so that's a little fun ditty for people who <laughs> start and work their way through. We haven't heard it in a long time. They've actually just moved, too, so I don't expect we will hear that noise. But who knows? Um, you never know what you're going to get when you mm-hmm. live in the supernatural world all the time. It's so true. I mean, uh, we've had more paranormal experiences start to happen in this space since Mm. we've started this podcast because, you know, definitely because we talk about ghosts so much that they're like, hey, these people like us, you know, (laughs) we're going to make our presence known. Um, So it's interesting to hear that y'all like are starting to get that same experience where since you're talking about the the supernatural so often and the paranormal, you're starting to uh, bring them out a little bit. Yeah. Have there been other times where that's happened? Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll uh, kind of start with my experiences. Because sure. there's really only two really pronounced ones, and there's some smaller ones we don't have to get into. But the one that kind of starts the origin of the podcast, episode one, is from when I was 13. And then I'll jump to the one that just happened uh, over Halloween in Vegas. <laughs> oh, so boy. I've really had two oh, experiences. There you go. <laughs> like 20-plus years but apart. But you sandwiched right. them, right? Yes. It's very strange. Um but the young, the one when I was younger, so I, I grew up in Mississippi in a very small town, like 15,000 people. And one of my best friends when I was growing up, he grew up in a legitimate mansion, a uh, very uh, old money Mississippi mansion. All the things that you can imagine that went with that, go with that. Mm-hmm. Now, they also had like a an elevator in the home that nobody used, but it would randomly turn on in the middle of the night and just, ka-dah, ka-dah, 
and we'd be like, what is going on? And he had an older sister who'd be like, it's the devil, you know? Like, <laughs> Great. That's helpful for me as a very impressionable young child. But he had a, a, a sister, a sister that was just like a year younger than us that we would play with and she would have a friend over or whatever. And we'd all play together. So we're like 10 and 11 and 10 or 11. And we were playing hide and go seek in the home and the way we would do it, his bedroom, we would go in, turn off all the lights, and it was like a giant bedroom. And then whoever was it would count, as you do in hide-and-seek, and everybody else would hide. But our variation was you couldn't move once you had hidden, and so the person mm-hmm. had to go through the room and try to find And you get scared, right? Somebody would be oh, like, sure. ah, you know, whatever. So I was it. I counted, came into the room. And I, this memory is as clear as day to me, but I've told the story like a bajillion times now. So I, I imagine more of the story as the memory now. So right. I give that as kind of like, you know, take it as what you will. But I went in and I, I saw one of them take off running across the room. And I was like, ha, cheater. You know, so as a little kid, I was like, I'm going to really get him. And I went to like put my arm through and tag them like really hard to be a jerk. And then my arm went right through them. Mm. Uh, was not them. Uh, they like it, it turned its head like this and looked at me and it had like kind of reflective eyes, kind of like a Jawa, like a, oh. a, a small, or I guess Jawas are small. That's, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah. And, and so we all screamed, ran out of the room, went to their playroom, turned on all the lights and just sat there. Didn't really talk about it anymore. Fast forward, uh, my friend used to come, pre-pandemic, he would come see me in Atlanta like every four years or so. We'd get to a concert, kind of catch up. He lives in Florida now. And the last time he did was prior to me starting the podcast, but I was like, hey, do you remember when we were kids and we had that weird, and he was like, where you tagged the ghost? And we, I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So that made me feel like something took place right so that's kind of the antithesis of me being curious in the supernatural sure that whole thing fast forward to my wife and i went to vegas for when we were young fest um over uh halloween so we we're there thursday friday saturday flew back sunday and friday night we went to a party at the palms casino it was 80 90s theme and we went as um uh, Beetlejuice. And so she did <laughs> like a it. gender bender Beetlejuice. Yeah. I did the traditional one. Super fun. We love Dragon Con for those of you that are familiar um, with that. So we enjoy cosplay and that kind of stuff. So we were all dressed up, went, had a great time. Didn't overdo it partying. I mean, we are getting older. You know, for us, that vacation turned in more to like, we can just sleep as long as we want. Right. Not having our kid here. Uh, and so went and had fun, came back, probably went to bed around like 1 30. So I woke up, and I'm a very light sleeper. So I remember waking up, looking at the, like, uh, you know, how, like, hotels will have, um, you know, like, the clocks where you can see or whatever. Um, And we were staying at Mandalay Bay, which has its own crossed recent history. That's Mm -hmm. kind of a bummer. This was not related to that, but just to keep that in mind. So I woke up, looked over. It was 3 a.m., and I was like, man, okay, I got to go back to sleep. And and as my eyes were kind of, like, moving, I saw – this child ghost just staring at me, fully, uh, f- full formed apparition. I could tell it wasn't like an alive boy right. in our room. Um, it was it, the way I describe it. It like wasn't fully in color, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was. It was just staring at me like I was a fish in a fishbowl kind of thing. 
I was like, okay, I get sleep paralysis sometimes. I don't have it nearly as frequent as I used to. My traditional sleep paralysis is I see a spider dropping down on my face. Oh, um, God. Usually related to anxiety, but rarely <laughs> since Lexapro, thank God, does yeah. it happen anymore. But I was like, okay, I must be having sleep paralysis. There's not a little boy staring at me. So I said, I'm going to roll over. And then I rolled over and I was like, mm, can't do that in sleep paralysis. So <laughs> I was like, either sleep paralysis is over or let me see what's going on. So I rolled back over and there he was just staring at me, just clearest day. He looked kind of old timey, um, maybe like 20s era garb, like when it was cool to make children work. You know, right, that kind of thing, and, uh, and now at this point, I'm really starting to freak out. Uh, my wife is a huge skeptic. I'm not even going to waste my time waking her up. Also, like maybe some of your viewers uh, or listeners have experienced this kind of stuff. For me, it was so overwhelming. It wasn't like I could be like, "Well, I'm going to do these three things to right. pinpoint what's happening." It was more just like, "Do I pull the covers over my head and scream into my pillow? What do I do?" So I rolled over one more time and was trying to kind of gather myself. And I was like, okay, I'm going to roll over again and prove to myself that this thing is not there. So I rolled over. Not only was it there, now there was an older man with like its hand placed on the kid's mm. shoulder. To me, very clearly representing like the father. Um, same garb, you know, that kind of deal. Sorry, it's just, it's a weird thing, and it's, like, bringing, because it's still, like, kind of recent, you right. know, oh, yeah. um, uh, to talk about. But, so, I, <laughs> I kid you not, the thing I've heard so many people talk about on my podcast that I never understood, I pulled the covers over <laughs> my head and made, you know, finally went to sleep, whatever. So, I woke up, I immediately uh, told my wife, I was like, you're not going to believe, what happened? There was a ghost, it was a kid, and she was like, okay, real hauntings, calm yeah. down. <laughs> 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 like went about her morning and I was like, um, so yeah, that, that, that really happened. And for at least two months after that, I would get ready to go to bed at, at my own home in my bed. I would close my eyes. I could, st I couldn't really see the guy in my memory, but the kid, I think because I have a young kid, it was just, just clear as day in my eyes. And it was really strange. I the, the first time I talked about it on Real Hauntings, I had uh, a medium on. Her name is Catherine. Uh, she has a podcast called Murder and Mediumship. And she co-hosts with me a lot. And she, I didn't ask for like a reading or anything during the right. podcast, but she was just like, you know, to me that really feels like it, uh, they were from the Mormon era of Nevada when they settled before like all the casinos and stuff. Now, I don't know a ton about Mormons. I did watch that detective show on Hulu, and I was like, yeah, that fits 100%, you know. So I don't know, but those are kind of my two big experiences. My family has had, like, some intuition stuff, premonition stuff. My, I, I will share this one because it's, it's a little strange. My mom had a dream when I was a kid that our cousin, who was uh, near her age and, like, her best friend growing up, that he and his wife and their kids were in a car, had a wreck, uh, this would have been Christmas Eve, and that, that sh she passed away, the, the wife. My mom woke up crying and was like, oh, I just had this awful dream, yada, yada. Phone rings. It really happened. Uh, now, that I experienced in real time. I uh, recently verified it again with my mom that that really happened, and she actually went ahead and shared some more stuff with me where she recently got to meet 
some celebrities through her work. And I won't bore you with the details of that. But the the day before that happened, she had a dream about who they were going to be. And it was those people. Oh, wow. So she has some funky stuff going on. Sure. <laughs> uh, my dad, same way. Both of them are very, like, conservative conservative types that wouldn't necessarily talk about like hauntings and that kind of stuff oh, yeah. but because this has become so much of my life they feel so much more comfortable now sure. sharing that so so yeah that's uh i guess a little ditty into my life absolutely well those are all like fascinating stories truly yeah. in very different ways too um the the one for las vegas i think is really interesting just because I feel like Las Vegas doesn't get the notoriety of being <laughs> haunted in the way that they are. I mean, Nevada in general is such a haunted place right. um, with just kind of being an area that just exudes the perfect atmosphere for mm. uh, paranormal. And I don't know, I, I guess I'm not as familiar with Mormons either. You know, I don't know if that necessarily sticks, but to me, it felt like almost they were acknowledging that you're a father. You know, and a lot of times spirits come through to certain people because they relate to you in a way, right. um, right. you know, because a lot of times, you know, parents are the ones that experience children ghosts the most because they see, uh, they can sense that you have that mm -hmm. instinct in you and they feel comfortable around you. So it makes me wonder, you know, if that was just them being like, oh, like, we like him, yeah. you know, or... I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't stick around, so right. that's good. I, they didn't jump in my luggage and come home with no. me. That's always the thing I... You know, you hear in these stories, like, I went to this place, and now this thing's a part of my life. I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need that. I've got enough yeah. part of it's my life. It's going to be hard to pull a, a, a spirit away from Vegas. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it, it's interesting because Vegas is just this giant 24-hour battery. You know, mm. it's just lit so up true. all the time, all this electricity, all this power, surrounded by nothing. So as you move away from Vegas, you've got, you know, hundreds of miles of emptiness, of nothingness. So if, if, if there are spirits that are just roaming about, don't have a home, don't have a reason to, you know, actually ha uh, haunt a place, sure. they'll be drawn to that, you know, oasis of right. energy, you know. And, and so it may not have anything to do with that specific location or that specific hotel or anything of that nature. If you're talking about just, you know, the logistics of ghosts in Vegas – there's probably a lot of ghosts that, that have nothing to do with Vegas specifically. Mm -hmm. They're just drawn and they and collected there because it's this big gigantic, you know, beacon of light in the yeah. in, in the dark. And if you're one who believes that tragedy makes spirits, Lord knows oh. the <laughs> history of Vegas. That, that, well, and that desert. Absolutely. The desert is such a tragic place. People trying to live there often end in in horrible and terrible ways. Just yeah. trying to traverse the desert in hopes of reaching some greener place oftentimes ended in, in absolute tragedy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I was going to say is um, we talk about the hardiness of certain ghosts oh, sure. in different areas. <laughs> Do you know how hardy you got to be to last yeah. in the desert? To, to call it's the like, desert home and yeah. be like, this is it. <laughs> this, this is, is the it. place. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... Um, that's that's the other thing is like one they're getting fed with all that energy constantly coming through but also if they were able to survive for a period of time in the desert they they're they're tough cookies so they're tough cookies and they'll remain they will they'll stick around they're those midwest and lower <laughs> you know <laughs> ghosts yeah. they are they are for real but absolutely 
I mean, just an interesting story too. And I feel like a lot of it too is uh, because you're becoming more open to yes. paranormal. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. they're like, they're going to start to come to you more. I wouldn't be surprised if you had more paranormal experiences in the future. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> lately I'm seeing more things in the corner of my eye yep. in my mm-hmm. house. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's starting. Great. Yep. Let's see where this goes. Um, and my kid definitely does the thing where he's like, the monster's in the corner of the room, dad, dad. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I shared this recently. Uh, my So to help my kid combat whatever he thinks is whatever in his room that he doesn't want to deal with, he has a, a fan on the ceiling, right? And I was like, bud, Mr. Fan is here. I mean, he gives us air, keeps us safe. He's like, Mr. Fan? And so I started doing a fan voice that's like, well, hi there. How are you? You know, very like 50s, like superhero or whatever, you know. And so now it has gotten to the point where he uses Mr. Fan as a procrastination tool before going to bed. He's like, can Mr. Fan tell me a race car story? I'm like, what have I done? I have to do a story in the voice of this of this fan. fan. <laughs> well, hopefully you chose a voice you can do easily. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you want to be all squeaky about it. And as someone who loves improv now, when we go in different rooms, I've created voices for like other fans in the room, you know, and it's getting a little out of control. Luckily, he doesn't remember that for the other rooms. It's just it's a room. whole fan community yes. coming into your house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, honestly, it's kind of genius, though, to make like an inanimate object, yeah. kind of the, the protector for paranormal um you know how you were saying like you don't you don't know why and you always hear in stories people pulling the covers over your head it's this false sense of security that we create for ourselves that i think we all develop even as children you know is it can't get to me if i'm underneath this if i can't see it it can't hurt me you know same thing with T-Rexes. Kind of like it starts with peekaboo, right? It's right. like, you can't see me. I'm, go- You know, that's a, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, I felt protected when I pulled those covers up. From yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. You know, because it's like, well, if they can't perceive where I am, <laughs> they, they can't get me. I love the idea of the ghost being like, well, guess he's gone. Let's right. go. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's like, and that's what children do, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously it doesn't go away, but, you know, Kids are notorious for being like, you know, oh, well, if I go under my sheets, they can't get me. Or the the biggest superhero in the world, if I go to my mom or my dad, it definitely can't get me. Right. I know I was uh, a kid that was like that. I drove my parents insane because I'd see spirits in my room get freaked out. And I'd go to my parents and be like, there's a ghost. And they're like, oh, my God, not another <laughs> one. <laughs> or I'll be like... And there's one in here too. And they're like, great, you know. Um, But I was like, I'm with my parents. So like that ghost, try to mess with my mom, you know, like good luck, buddy. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. So, you know, it's it's interesting how we cope with the paranormal in that way. Yeah, I, so I don't know about you guys, but the thing that fascinates me the most with the paranormal, excuse me, is uh, mediums and psychics. Because... I grew up, the X-Men cartoon was like my favorite thing as a kid. <laughs> I grew up with that Saturday block of cartoons. And the idea that there are people walking amongst us who can tap into something that the, you know, the majority of us can't, which now I almost equate to people who can just pick up a guitar and play it without ever reading music. Like, I can't relate to that. You could say, I'll give you a billion dollars, go do it, and keep your money. It's never going to happen. Um, and so f- for a while, I have tried to develop relationships on the podcast with 
mediums. We'll, we'll certainly have interviewed them. And the ones that I feel like I trust as humans, I've tried to bring back um, as co-hosts, you know, just to kind of see what happens on right. episodes. And I'll share this with you guys, because to me, this is one of the more fascinating things I witnessed on real time in Zoom, uh, which is a funny thing to say. But um, so Catherine, who I mentioned earlier, she was on an episode with me. We we're interviewing this lady who had lost her father. I can't remember exactly when, but I want to say, you know, maybe when she was in like her early 20s or maybe even a little younger. But so her and her father were close. Um, she's and, and she had had some haunt. I hate to use the word hauntings, but some arrivings of supernatural events that she was saying, I think this is my dad. These things are happening X, Y, and Z. So I've kind of like, I look at Catherine now, it's just like a friend. I don't see her as like a medium in my head. So I almost kind of forget during an episode and I see her doing her thing where she's like, you know, like, right. And I'm like, what is she doing? And then I remember like, oh, okay. Something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and she's like, Hey, I want to ask you, um, and it's a sensitive question, but did your dad, was he like a beer drinker? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I, I keep getting the smell of beer and hearing the crush of a can. And I think it was like a Bud Light can. I just keep hearing it. And then I see this guest in real time to start to cry. Mm. And she's like, that's my dad. The can, the crushing, the drinking. And that was one of those things because there are a lot of ways to attack medium psychics, that type of person, um, you know, from, well, they read it on the internet. They, right. they sourced it out of you without you realizing it, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that exists. I mean, there's a little bit of Slytherin in all of us, and some <laughs> people have a lot of it, you know. But to just see her, and, and I don't send, I, I didn't send her, like, show notes ahead of time, and even if I would have, that wouldn't have been in it. Like, why, how, why would she have told me that, you know, before the show? And that was one of those real moments for me that it just hit me so hard. Like, there is something else going on right now in this connection between this co-host, Catherine, and this guest. I'm not a part of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just a fly on the wall, and I'm witnessing this person feeling a super strong connection to her father again, and this other person knowing something they had no business knowing. And, and I, that's what I love about the supernatural and interviewing is that I just continue to be surprised. It's just like it's never ending. Like I just, I'll think I have a tap on what's going on, and then the next episode I get blown away, which I'm sure you guys kind oh, of experience the absolutely. same thing. absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's so tricky with mediums because a lot of that started even in the 50s when, you know, it was very popular to have psychics go on tour and do Mm -hmm. mass readings. And that was where the stigma came from because they did a lot of those ploys where they were taking information ahead of time or there were plants in the audience and things like that. But there are truly people who do have that type of ability. I envy them at times because I'm like, that's so cool, you know. Um, But I feel like it takes a very specific type of person to be able to um, perceive that information and translate it into a way that is helpful. Like it takes a special soul of sorts. And that's why those people specifically are gifted you know, well, yeah, it's, it's such a clean analogy to picking up a guitar and right. playing it by yeah. ear, you know, because 
we can all hear and appreciate music, but we can't necessarily translate that right. into an action that produces music. Because um, there are plenty of people who have uh, instances of mediumship or, or instances of, of, of clear activity, and then they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> they, right. they, they, right. Can't, they can't make something of it. They can only experience it, and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't become, even like trying to formulate a question like, I'm seeing, I'm feeling, I'm sensing. It's more like I've been overwhelmed by an event <laughs> and I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah. And, 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 and they can only experience it. They can't really um, turn it into yeah. a, uh, something that is utilized. Absolutely. Well, and, it, and it's special too that, you know, so many medium, mediums have been able to help people, you know, and it's sad when people do like um, negate a lot of people who do, who are truly mediums because, uh, like I said, there are plenty of people who like to take advantage of certain situations, but yeah. it's sad when you negate those people who do have the abilities because they do truly help people feel reconnected to their loved ones. You know, we get a lot of times people who will reach out and be like, how do I, like my, my husband passed away recently or my mom passed away and I am dying for a connection, you know, and we're like, it's not meant for us to help you with that sort of thing. That's so funny you say that because that comes up in my normal life mm -hmm. and with people who just tangentially know that I have this podcast and, and kind of involved, you know, or <laughs> am involved with the community and the same thing, they'll ask me for that. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll just never go back to it because I don't feel like it's my place to intervene in whatever that is, you know? Right. Well, and it's like, you know, grieving is such a hard process, yes. you know. Um, that's why there are counselors specifically trained to mm -hmm. handle grieving. And, you know, and like we, when you have a loved one pass away, you are so desperate to feel that connection again. Um, so anytime, you know, um, someone is related to the paranormal, it's like, almost grasping, like, can you help me in this yeah. way? So, you know, especially uh, I get it a lot since that I see spirits and I hear spirits, but I'm like, I'm not a medium. Uh, they don't always utilize me for specific purposes. A lot of times it is uh, they're looking for acknowledgement when they come to me specifically. I um, So I don't have the ability to assist in that way, um, but... I'll definitely have to get Catherine's information so we yeah. maybe can direct some of our listeners over to yeah. her. It's, it's been really interesting to hear from our community of fans who have reached out to her. And, and I never say, like, go book an appointment. Like, right. I just have her on. They can decide for themselves what how they feel about it, you know. And, you know, it's, it's cool to hear back from them in a positive way. And she also does, like, um, some women empowerment classes that have, like, nothing to do with me. But kind of, like, this is how you start your own business, that, you know, oh, yeah. kind of stuff. And people really enjoy that, too. But, yeah, you know, there's – I just – I'm at a point where I feel like – I feel pretty confident that the supernatural is real. And so now that that's my starting point – it's almost like a new revelation in the podcast. I'm not trying to so much prove to myself anymore through these stories. Now I just want to be a collector of these stories for the rest of the world. And, you know, there, there are other podcasts like the campfire that have been mm -hmm. around for a long time. I, I got to do Jim's podcast not too long ago. And I, I knew of that podcast 
I did not know how long he had been in the game. And, right. and for a while, I was, like, tricking myself, like, one day we're going to have the most ghost stories. I was like, yeah, I forget that. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and I think you guys have a, a, such a cool place in this. And I call it a niche because it mm-hmm. is. But it's, it's a really cool spot to find and be a part of this community because you really do meet some people that are – approaching this from an honest curiosity from an you know an experience point of view all these things and it's just I can't see a time where I get tired of interviewing another person about something otherworldly that happened to them absolutely I mean well, you know, and every paranormal experience is, is so different. Like, you're never going to get the same one with this, uh, with any person. And so um, it's always interesting. And sure, you can make connections. And um, you can say, like, well, maybe it's this catch-all term of whatever type of entity it is. But, you know, no two people are going to perceive in yeah. the same way. And on the sentiment of gathering ghost stories, that's kind of like what Chris loves about the paranormal. Yeah, I, I have no interest in evidence or proof or anything of that nature because that's highly subjective and highly, yeah. you know, anybody could do that. But good stories, you know, when people have taken the consideration of their experience and transformed it, because like you said, you, you tell the story of, of, of the tag game so often, mm-hmm. but it does crystallize. It turns into something that is very Absolutely. solid and can be passed, you know, along. And then, you know, being a place where people feel uh, safe to tell their stories is hugely important because so many people, they're like, oh, my friends will think I'm crazy, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, or I think I'm crazy. You know, this is a crazy story, so I'm just going to ignore it or I'm going to bury it. And to have a place where people aren't immediately being like, well, that's not true or well, sure. that's ridiculous or, you yeah. know, um, because some stories are ridiculous. Some stories are beyond what you could easily believe. But when you, when you take that step back and say, okay, but this is their story. You know, this is the story that, that they have brought. And yeah. you have to take into consideration the journey that got them to the chair. You know, uh, how, are they, how, how did they come to the story and, and, and what does it mean? And if it's, if it's important enough to share, then you, you should treat it with, with enough respect to be like, okay, let's, let's look at this story. It, it's an interesting dynamic, too, between the supernatural and mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's something that, we have tried to work into our podcast from a purposeful standpoint of talking about our own mental health, you know, what, what's been good for us, whether it's therapy, medication, whatever. And I find that a lot of people have appreciated that as well because so many people do come on and they're, they're like, well, I feel crazy. I feel that, you know, you hear this word crazy thrown mm-hmm. around a lot. Absolutely. And it, it always makes me a, a little sad as, um, somebody who takes on other people's emotions sure <laughs> to to feel that pain and and hear them describe what life has been like for them through these experiences they can't explain and i think there definitely are people you know obviously that have mental illnesses that you know need um, traditional treatments for those things and and i hope they find the help they need but if we can help people who have had supernatural experiences that their parents have told them they're crazy. They don't want to hear mm-hmm. it. And a lot of that, what I found, stems from fear from the people around them because if they accept that their friend, their daughter, their son, their husband, whatever, 
has seen a ghost, you know, I'll just take one from our podcast, seen a ghost that came into the bathroom while they were taking a shower and mimicked the voice of a little girl. And then when they opened it, it was the vision of a a dead person, you know. If they believe that that is real without experiencing it then themselves, then where do they stop believing something is not real? You know, exactly. like, like how far down that line do they go before they say, this is it, this is the stopping point. It's aliens. It's, um, you know, I can leave my body and float and see, you know, whatever it is. Like, how do they know where to stop? For me, it's not about knowing where to stop. It's about seeing where all I can go. Exactly. And, and I'm not here to tell you, like, this is real. This right. isn't right. real. First and foremost, I hope you're entertained. I hope yeah. you enjoy it. And I hope you're curious. Beyond that, it's up to you. You know, I'm not, I'm not your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so be responsible, enjoy the information, and write in your ghost stories. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Send us your ghost stories, please. That's why we started the ghost mail segment, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we love reading people's yeah. experiences. And we've had some that are sent in. We're like, that's insane. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but like no, just right. a crazy, you know, um, like uh, sort of almost like movie-like situation. Yes. And so it's so fascinating to hear that because – you know, we've heard plenty of different people were like, oh, you need to talk to this other person who's sent in because you guys have similar experiences right. or, you know, people listening, they're like, oh, cool. Somebody else had an experience like myself. You well, that's know? the other interesting thing is when you start collecting ghost stories, you start to see patterns mm-hmm. and you start to realize that this is a lot like the this other group of, of ghost stories that we've heard. And this is a lot like this Absolutely. other group. And that creates this incredible like shared community of, you know, what is it that that the small girl ghost, you know, mm-hmm. how many people have encountered that? The and, hat man. and every time the hat, oh, man. the hat man, we're, we're all over the hat man. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's, I know. How dare you, hat man? Uh, but yeah, the hat man, which is even more intriguing because I, I keep saying that uh, every time I talk to somebody who's never heard of the hat man and I start talking about it nine times out of 10, they're like, Oh, wait a minute. And there's something s- deep in the recesses of their memory of being like, I, I think I do know this, or I think I had this experience, or sleep paralysis, or whatever story that they have. It's fascinating how often they're, how quickly they they can go from, I've never heard of that, to being like, oh, tell me more. Right. This this kind of sparks some memory in my mind. So, yeah, I find that endlessly interesting as well, Mm -hmm. because a lot of times it's like, I think that that tells us about this universal human condition, this, uh, you know, possible longing within us or this this understanding of the world that we don't have on paper that it's not you know not in the instruction manual and uh when we encounter them they find their way into these very clean slots and you're like wow you know uh i always told people that and i've interviewed thousands if not tens of thousands of people in my life the most common ghost story I get is on the night my blank died, mm. they came to me in a dream. Absolutely. You know, on the night my grandmother died or my uncle or my best friend or whatever, they came to me in a dream. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that, uh, that story over and over and over again. And, and oftentimes it's the only story that people have. You know, it's, right. it's like, well, there is this one thing that happened. There is this one thing that I, I find interesting. And it's like, we don't even, I don't even register it anymore as, you know, a ghost story, uh, question mark, you know, like, sure. of course that's a ghost story. I mean, naturally that's a ghost story. And it's, uh, and it's so 
common that it's a loved one and it's so common that it's warm. It's so common that it's, you know, uh, the truth is we tell scary ghost stories because they're thrilling. Um, The the ghost stories that we overlook are these very moderate, (laughs) calm ghost stories. People don't usually even come forward with their, you know, because they're like, oh, well, my ghost story is boring. And it's like, <laughs> it's not boring. It's, it's fantastic when you think about it. But it's not high stakes. Sure. And it's not, you know, grab the kids and run out of the house, you know, kind of right. intensity, which a lot of people imagine makes up a ghost story is, is, is like the element of the ghost story is threat. The element of the ghost story is how scary it is. Yeah. Um, in my experience, most ghost stories are not scary at all. They are usually loved ones reaching out. Well, mm-hmm. before we wrap up, and I'm not trying to, it oh, just no, sounds like too. I'm trying to host your podcast. Yeah, I, don't no, know, no, no. I don't know why I framed it like that. But I, I, I am curious to segue off your, what you were saying. Now that you guys have, I mean, you've been living this, but now that you've been doing this for a bit, um, is there anything that scares the two of you? Or, is it, <laughs> or do you just kind of accept it all now as it comes? Honestly, not scared of a lot of things. I hate dolls, though. I will stand by that. I will die on that I hill. You were going to say dogs. I was like, oh, no, weird take. But okay. I love, <laughs> I love dogs. German Shepherds. <laughs> Just, honestly, no more German Shepherds. No, <laughs> no, I love dogs. I'm actually very much so obsessed with them. But dolls. Can't do dolls. dolls. Okay. I hate them so much. Um, I was recently at the... Um, Paranormal Society of Savannah's uh, horror con last weekend. Right? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, where they put my table, uh, of course, was literally on this side of me a really creepy haunted doll. On the other side of me, a really creepy haunted doll. I'm like, y'all did this on purpose. So like, funny. I'm like, that's that's just that's not the nice. easiest things to get a hold of. Haunted dolls. <laughs> I know. I'm I like, got one in the trunk of my car right now. Well, and one of them had to wear a muzzle. Because she bites people. Get out of here. Like, that. Oh, like, yo, come on. Like, <laughs> and um, one of our para-junkies, um, he, he came by and he took a photo of the doll. And he was like, it's really funny that they put this across from Madison. I'm like, thank you guys. Thank you all yeah. for laughing in my misery. Right. But that would probably be the thing that okay, scares that's me. Yeah. Um, other than that, not really. So I'm highly phobic. <laughs> I'm afraid of so many things. It's uh, and and you know the supernatural is only like one region of my fears. Okay, you know? and uh, and I, I attribute that to having an older sister uh, because my older sister literally uh, you know just packed every fear mm. conceivable into me. You know, she told me all the stories. I I, I still have a lingering fear of um, of getting milk spirit spilled on me. Okay, uh, because when not I, getting milked. No, no, having okay. having milk <laughs> having milk spilled on me. Okay. Uh, because when I was very young, my sister convinced me that if you got milk spilled on you, uh, it would you would smell like rotting milk for oh. the rest of your life, and nothing Gross. can clean it off. Okay. Oh, so she used to chase me around the house with a cup of milk. You Let know, me tell you I'm about like, watermelon seeds. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. no. Uh, if you swallow it, they'll grow in. And she once she went to the. We had these medical journals in my house and she showed me a picture of lungs and she showed it was an illustration of lungs and the brachials in the lungs she said those are the branches of the tree if you swallow seeds yeah no she was diabolic she thought it through because she had to find this picture she had to come up with a story if i had uh, and this was a person who swallowed apple seeds and an apple tree was growing inside of them that's what she told me when she showed me a picture of lungs that is rough yeah she was she was she was I think she just like sat with a journal and was like, what else? Yeah. What else could I do? Gnomes oh without hats. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> dwarves without hats. Dwarves without was her, hats was her crowning achievement. What? Dwarves without so For imagine seven year old me sleeping in my bed. It's middle of the night. Who knows what time it is? But I'm asleep and I'm awakened by my sister. Blah, 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 blah. I'm two years older than me. Wake me up. I wake up. Why? 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 And she's like, Chris, 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 Chris. It's like what? 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 She's like, dwarves without hats, Chris. Beware of dwarves without hats. And it, it, middle of the night, I'm like, what? And she's like, think of them. They're all twisted and they're drooling. They have knives and they're coming. I was like, what? It's like dwarves without hats. And then she starts to walk away. Middle of the night. And so she gets to the door. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why don't they have hats? And she just like turns her head and says, well, if they had hats, you'd see them over the edge of your bed. And leaves. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> yeah. well, I know. An addendum to that is 20 years later, I'm sitting with my sister and I'm like, do you remember Doors Without Hats? Jen, do you remember doing that to me? And she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, huh, what's going on in your mind? And she's like, well, I just wanted to see if it was scary. And, and it was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was very scary. And, and then she says, and you know what? I thought about it and they could have hats if they were shorter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just like, she made an addendum. Yeah, she yes. made an addendum. <laughs> How kind of her. Yeah. Yes. Oh good. Wow. Yeah, for me it's, Aliens, which aren't supernatural, mm. but that's the thing that kind of freaks me out. The there, most. and we we've touched upon this mm-hmm. before. Is is our concept of supernatural and our concept there is there is a point of connection. There's a crossover yeah. because aliens absolutely exist in in a incredulous place for society. It's very difficult to to uh, to simply accept, and uh, and so there are people who are devout about it and they, they, they've had experiences and they tell their stories and they have these things. And surprisingly, in a lot of paranormal circles, they are shunned. <laughs> you know, yeah. there, is, there, is, there is a border between ghosts yeah. and aliens. It's like, no, there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of crossover, really. And if you want to get into like interdimensional beings or, or even discuss that in any way, shape or form, what do you think ghosts are? You know, it, 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 mm. it all kind of lives in the same world of the things we don't know. You know, and we shouldn't be so picky because yeah. I've known many, many, many alien enthusiasts who are like ghosts, bah. and many, many ghost enthusiasts are like aliens. Bah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it was seeing E.T. at way too young of an oh, age, sure. knowing that they can just mold in with your stuffed animals, right. you know, <laughs> just, just be there. Hide in a stack mm. of stuffed animals. Yeah. And then watching Unsolved Mysteries at too young of oh, an age. Yeah. And just hearing that theme music and being like, oh, I can't wait to ruin my life. You know? <laughs> um, what am I going to be afraid of next? Yeah, exactly. So that, and that is just, it's just always stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And it's, it's so innocuous, you know, it, it, because it's, it's, it's such a wide field and it becomes more and more difficult to, uh, to separate because, people have vastly different experiences and you're like, Oh, is, is there any cryptid that you wish was real? Like I wish, I don't know if vampires count as a cryptid, but I wish that was a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Vampirism. Uh, you know, what is it? Is it pyphoria? There's a disease that kind of mimics a lot of the, the, uh, the conditions of vampirism. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I would want vampires necessarily, (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you didn't say see true blood and like, that's me, right? <laughs> bring it on. I don't know. They all seem pretty miserable, <laughs> you know, I like, I like like the tuxedo wearing vampire right. who's like, I've got the castle. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I got money to burn. I can buy an abbey in England and right. terrorize people. Uh, not the, uh, 
Louisiana, you know, yeah. blood farmers. Who- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, um, you would hate my alien story that, um, basically I told a, on a couple podcasts ago where I was, uh, a child sleeping in my bedroom and I had a big window that if you roll over, um, because my bed was like right against the wall and it was, um, right to where I could look out the window. Mm. I look out in the middle of the night on my second story house, um, and see like a glistening alien sort of figure, uh, standing out front of my window. Cause I heard it tapping on my window. Really fun. And TikTok is convinced that I have been abducted many times. Uh, yeah, because, it's well, it's funny, actually, because a lot of the signs of that, I've, I've never really given it much thought, but um, I had these little scars, like little tiny, almost surgical looking scars on my ankles, both ankles, that I have no idea where they came from. Like these? No, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I know. <you're> like, <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Yes, that's the uh, that's the unsolved top. mysteries. Exactly, <laughs> but you know it's crazy because I'm like I have these little scars. And I'm like, where did those come from? Like, oh, and they man. literally look like tiny, tiny little incision marks. It's so weird. But TikTok is convinced. Yeah. You know, they well, they'll they, know. Com- they will convince you of a lot of things. Yeah. So it's um, it's amazing how many people know everything. Oh. I know, <laughs> right? Especially on the internet. Yeah. Oh yeah. The internet gives them. Endless, endless abilities. Endless possibilities. But multiple people actually um, saw that TikTok and were like, I've had a similar experience. So I was like, hmm, this is very curious. That is an interesting thing because the moment you can put out uh, any experience, sometimes having that validation, having someone else be like, you know, that's very similar to something I experienced. That's very similar. You know, I think that's, that's a great service to put people's minds at rest. Because if even if even one person's like I, I I've had that experience, you know, you you suddenly feel a little validated, you sure. know, seen. Absolutely. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. Um, but thank you, Noah, for yeah. joining us today. This has been such a fun conversation. I, I'm trying to think. This I think this is the first podcast I have done in person. Since the pandemic. Wow. So thank you all. Well, we're honored. For letting me feel like a, a, a real live person. <laughs> a real person. And I uh, get to do some in-person comedy, which I haven't hey. done in five or six months, which was great. And yeah, make sure if, if you're here from Real Hauntings and you're checking them out, like and subscribe everything they do. Uh, they're good people. Madison was kind enough to come on our podcast a while ago, and it's been such a treat to reconnect. I heard about you yeah. then when she came <laughs> on, yes. so it's so great to meet you in person. And yeah, if, if you enjoyed what I had to say, make sure you check out Real Hauntings, Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories. Uh, you'll see the little ghost wearing headphones with a blue background, and that's us. <laughs> yep. Make sure to follow them on all the social media platforms as well. Um, But hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you don't already follow us on social media, uh, you can follow us at hauntedcitypodcast.com. And again, make sure to like and subscribe, all the good things. And if you have a ghost story, we are accepting ghost mail. And you can send it to ghostmail at hauntedcitypodcast.com. But with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, y'all.